Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. Today on the podcast, we are talking about starting a life group. And so it's going to be a great discussion as uh, we continue to work through the three B's of life groups. So belong, believe, become. And this is that belief piece where we talk about how do we get people to encounter Jesus through his word and his people. And so it's going to be a great discussion. Again, if you are a long, hollow life group leader, this is this is going to be great. We're going to have some resources in the show notes just for you as you make disciples in our church. Uh, and then if you are a church leader listening in, we also are going to have discipleship resources for you through our sponsor, Replicate, uh, Replicate Ministries. And so just a way to take the principles you're hearing today and give it to you in a way that allows you to apply it in your context. So, with that in mind, I'm excited because our team has worked really hard on this, Mike. Uh, and we we said, what you know, what type of discussion are we trying to facilitate? Uh, what would life changing group discussion look like? Not that the discussion is what's bringing life change. That's the Holy Spirit. That's Jesus. But what are the elements that facilitate it best? And so our team really got on a whiteboard. We talked about it. And so I'm really excited for the conversation today uh, as we are going to hit the five elements that we believe fosters life change best. All right, Vic. I I can tell you're about to just jump right in. But, and as I know, you're always telling me we got to get practical I think it is. I know, I'm ready to go. <laughs> it is important, though, before we get into that, we need to talk about the why, right? So the why is always what is uh, important before we get into the practical. So before That's we talk true. about Fair these enough. five elements, because I'm excited too. I really like it. I think that these are super helpful. But why is this type of discussion so important for our life groups to be having? Yeah, I mean, you're right. We, you always start with the why, Simon Sinek. Thank you. And uh, but I watched a 20 minute as, YouTube video. I know what I'm talking about. That's exactly right. Thanks a lot. And uh, <laughs> no, I mean, in this this goes so much to what we just talked about in last week's episode of providing a place where people can belong. I really believe the discussion is one of the things that we don't consider when we think about how do we help a new person feel welcome and accepted. And so again, using that from last week, who is somebody in your life that doesn't know Jesus? For us at Long Hollow, who is your one? And when you think of that person, what are they struggling with? What are their insecurities? What is their perception of Christianity? Like what is the stuff that's coming with them when they come to group for the first time? And so that's why it's so important that we get these five elements of life change is that like, man, we want to create a place where that person can experience life change. But we also know we want the person like myself or you, Mike, when we're in there with our families, that we can experience life change. And so whether you have a new, a non or mature believer, we want to create an environment where they all can be in discussion together around God's word and they can leave being like, man, that filled me up. And like that, like I'm experiencing life change. The Holy Spirit is working in my life and is, is convicting me, is challenging me. Um, we want moments where they're encouraged, moments where they're inspired, moments where they're challenged, yeah. uh, where they're convicted, like all of that. And, and when I think about it, to be honest with you, Mike, I get really overwhelmed. How do you get that 
encouragement, inspiration, challenge, conviction for a non-believer, a new believer, mature believer. And I really believe that it's impossible except for the fact that we have the word of God uh, in the middle of our discussions yeah. and that the Holy Spirit is living and active. And so uh, that's why we want, we really believe with the Holy Spirit in that discussion, the word of God at the center, that we really can create a place where new non and mature believers can get around the word of God together and we can see life change. So with that in mind, can we get to the how now? Yeah, let's because do it. that's let's the see. one I really want to let's talk go. about. You and did so, I'll, I'll, I'll I did. I give you answer. your why for you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about it. Uh, we we came up with these five elements of life changing discussion. There could be more elements for sure. We're not trying to say it's exhaustive, but we're just saying these are kind of the five priorities for us. These are the five values, regardless of what curriculum or what you're talking about. We want to see these five things in the group. And so I'm going to go ahead and say them and then I'm going to give you a cliffhanger and we're going to go to a quick commercial. <laughs> here we go. Uh, no. Yeah, here we go. So the five things are word centered, conversational, authentic, application focused and newcomer friendly. I'm sorry to say that it does not spell a word. It is not acrostic, but it was the clearest, you know, title that we could give the value that we we're trying to go for. We were unable and, uh, to meet the Southern Baptist Convention requirement for acronyms and acrostics. <laughs> I know. Don't worry. Repl- on the Replicate team, we'll make it into an acrostic eventually. And so... <laughs> But uh, so with that, we're going to talk a little bit about what each of those mean, but quickly, just a word from Replicate and one of the new training platforms that they have and how it's helping be a guide and a support system for church leaders who are trying to create those life-changing discussions in their life groups and in their D groups. Three years ago, I was a groups pastor and was frustrated because though I had a passion for discipleship, I didn't know how to create a simple, effective strategy to help my people make disciples. In October 2017, I met Replicate Ministries and can honestly say it changed the trajectory of my life and our church. Fast forward to today, I serve with Replicate and we've launched a new training platform that has become the heartbeat of our community, the Replicate Network. This connects you with our Replicate team and like-minded church leaders across the country. Our team provides exclusive training that is practical and relevant every single week. So, if you need a coach and a support system to help you lead your disciple-making movement, join me and our team in our growing community at replicatenetwork.com. So, our five values, let's talk about them, Mike. Let's do it. Whichever one you want to go first. I'll let you go first, and then I'll piggyback off you. We're going to hit all five, so we got to give ourselves enough time for this. But you get first pick, and then I'll go second. All right. So... I think where we've got to start uh, is the word-centered piece. That was the correct answer. Yes. So <laughs> the uh, and you know this isn't like this isn't a brain buster. You know this I, I doubt that this is groundbreaking information for anybody listening to this podcast. But I think it is important that we say it because there I've been part of too many group discussions that had not a lot to do with what the Bible actually says because. We can have these conversations and they can be fun and engaging and we can leave it really enjoying the conversation that we had. But when we peel back some of the layers of what we actually talked about, it had very little to do with the word of God. Mm. It had a lot to do with our opinions, 
Uh, it had a lot to do with maybe what we were raised to believe. Uh, yeah. It had a lot to do with like these presuppositions that we bring into life. But if the conversation is is not landing on what the Bible actually says, so I don't think that we need to discard all of those things that we bring into the conversation. I think we need to bring those up and we need to talk about those and unpack those things. Mm, But at the end of the day, if we did not use the Bible as the litmus test for what we said to be true, that's how we're gauging if what we've believed our entire life is actually true or not. That's how we're gauging our opinions. So it is us that bends to the word of God, not vice versa. So sure. You can have the most engaging conversation in the world, but if it's absent of the word, then what did, what did it accomplish? You cannot accomplish life change absent of the word of God. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's so good. I totally agree. The life change piece. That's why we always say, I mean, what does the word say? Not what did Robbie say about the word? As much as we love Robbie, and we may use that to inform some of what the word says, but it's never about what Pastor Robbie says. It's not about him. It's about what does the word of God say? What did Jesus say? Uh, For me, the one that I really like uh, is authentic. Uh, and this is just one that I guess because I've experienced it. And so I'm really passionate about it. And so uh, we really believe when we talk about authentic, we're saying we want uh, people to be real with themselves, real with God and real with others. And so it's just, man, like I'm not perfect and I'm not going to try to be. There's only one person that was perfect. It was Jesus. And that's the person that I'm going to point to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about how I fall short of that. And I think what happens is when we're authentic, we talked about this two weeks ago, uh, it provides those U2 moments, not the Bono U2, but the like, <laughs> oh, you struggle with that also. Maybe they should be you also moments. But Bono it sound is good. not coming to your life group. Just for the <laughs> That's right. And he's not needed for life change. He may be great, but <laughs> life change can happen without him. But it's these, it's these authentic moments when you say, man, when I look at this, I really struggle with taming my tongue, man. I really struggle with my temper, man. This last week I lost my temper with my son. I, when we start to open up and we share out of our weakness, what happens is people relate to it and there's bonds and says, man, that's, that's what happens whenever the, the newcomer that came and has the perception that Christians have it all together, that that person looks and goes, wow, maybe the Christian community has more to offer me than I thought. Maybe I have more in common with that mature believer who's been following Jesus for 50 years, who knows all Hebrew, Greek, and revelations. Maybe there is something in common with us when we open up and we share and we're authentic, when we're real with ourself, when we're real with God and we're real with others. And so that would be, that was the one I get really passionate about. So that's, that's pick two. What's your third pick, Mike? So I'm going to go with conversational. Uh, and it, I think it's because it builds on what you were just talking with authenticity. Uh, yeah. If, if the conversation itself is, if it's not conversational in nature, yeah. then the authenticity piece is almost impossible. So if yeah, we're going true. into life group and I'm the leader and all I do is talk the entire time. I'm imparting all of my biblical knowledge onto the group and yeah. I'm never giving them an opportunity to actually have a conversation about what we're talking about or 
what the word of God is speaking to them or what God is doing in their life or ask questions about the faith because they're coming in from the outside and they don't really understand um, why the Bible says what it says or any of these things. Uh, If it's not conversational in nature, then they never have the opportunity to be authentic. They never have that opportunity to say, you know what? I'm really struggling here with this truth. I don't know if I believe that, or I don't know how the Bible could say that, or the Bible is saying this and it's revealing that there's this, this big blind spot in my life, whatever that thing is, if it's not conversational, the authenticity can't happen. And that's that's where, again, we're talking about life changing conversation. Uh, If one of the biggest mistakes a leader can make is to do all the talking. Yeah, that's so true. If I'm talking the entire time, um, and I'm never, and that doesn't mean that if you're the leader, you don't talk at all. (laughs) You've got to get the conversation started. But this is where, as a leader, you've got to get comfortable with that awkward silence. You know, when Mm. a question is thrown out there, it's okay if it takes a few seconds for someone to chime in. Um, But it has to be this conversational piece so that people are afforded the opportunity to ask difficult questions. You know, this is a safe environment for them to be authentic and to say, hey, I don't know about that. So I think the conversational piece is it's easy to get away from, especially if you don't have a lot of talkers in the group. Um, But it has to be conversational for the authenticity to happen. So, all right, I'm getting off my conversation soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) It's good though. We're going to come back. Why don't you be a little more conversational here with these? (laughs) Well, I'm doing what I said not to do. I'm doing all the talking right now. So Vic, let me, can I just add, can I add one piece as a simple boy from a rooch? I don't know if we meant this, but conversational means don't use such big heady words. Like, can you, can you save the Christianese, the Hebrew Greek word? Like, I'll only use it if it's necessary, you know, and then explain it for me. I'm just saying yeah. like it, it, one of the things conversational, if you wouldn't say it to me on the back porch like that, don't say it to me when you're teaching the lesson, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and so I don't know if that was actually intended in it, but as a simple man who just likes to just say it like it is, I just really like that element to it. Um, it's another way of for, if providing that life change. Well, that that's an excellent point because you know, especially for people who grew up in this. So I grew up in church my entire life. Um, so there are, there are terms and Christian language that I just understand because I've heard it my whole life and I use it a lot because I have, you know, we have this tendency to think, okay, well, if I know it, then everybody knows it. That's right. So if I start throwing out terms like justification and sanctification and all this stuff, and it doesn't mean you can't use those terms, but if you do use those terms, you have to provide an explanation for what it is you're talking about. Yep. Otherwise, they're automatically excluded. I heard, I heard a, a pastor say years ago that in our post-Christian world, we, we live in an era where we can no longer, with confidence, stand on the stage on Sunday morning and reference Moses and expect the entire congregation to understand who we're talking about. All right. That's sure. where we are today. And we've got to apply that into our group experience too. We have to assume that the people in the group 
don't understand these words. Yeah. Well, and I think that kind of leads into that fourth one, because when you talk about like that, when we get into those lofty words and everything, it, it's, it's, it starts to divide because what happens is people are coming in with a set of information of knowledge that they bring to the group. And if, and if, if that is what your conversation is focused on fully, I'm not saying information isn't important, but what happens is if it's about what you bring to this conversation and how much, you know, the new person, the non-believer, the new believer is going to, the lowest common denominator of your group will always be left out. Mm -hmm. And so whether that is a new believer, or even if it's me and I'm in there with people been walking with Jesus for 50 years, I now feel less like, I feel like, man, I don't know. I, I don't know the Bible like that person. I struggle with that. And so we've got to, and that's why that fourth piece application focused, it's when it's around application, when we look and say, Hey, what are you going to take from this conversation? That's when it says everybody comes to the table at equal footing. Doesn't matter how much, you know, because what we're saying is important is what are you going to take from it? Everybody can have a next step. They can have a personal, relevant, and practical step that they can take to grow in their faith, whether they don't know Jesus, whether they're new, or whether they've been following him for 50 years. We all, none of us have arrived. We never will. It's all this progress, and we all can have a next step. And for us, what we have to remember is the measure of maturity is not information, but obedience. And so life-changing discussion doesn't just say, what does the Bible say? It says, how does that personally impact my life? Yeah. And I think, and I get super passionate about this, but that's that application focus. And when it's about information, it's going to always have people who are insecure because they don't know enough. And it's no way that a new non-mature believer can come together. But application, when it's about everybody come together and what do you take from it, that's where it can bond around the word. When it's conversational, when people are being authentic and then what's our fifth one? Take us home, Mike. <laughs> All right. Well, the, so the last one, we've been kind of dancing around it this entire time. But again. That's right. That's true. So, <laughs> uh, it, it's, I think it's important that we identify it still and uh, be very clear, right? So this this discussion needs to be newcomer friendly. So we, yeah. we've, talk, we've talked about this a little bit in the last episode when it, we were talking about belonging and making, helping people feel welcome. We've been talking about it a little bit when we've been talking about being authentic and conversation, application focus. This is, so when we're having this conversation, it has to be, take the newcomer in mind, especially yep. if that newcomer is lost. If we, want, if we want opportunity... Because the goal is to get that lost person to a gospel conversation. We, you know, we, ne- we want their next right step to be salvation, right? So we want them um, to be open to the gospel conversation when we have the opportunity to present it. So if we are taking this stance of we're doing this in-depth Bible study and it's immediately making them feel like an outsider then we're not going to get anywhere. So, and again, don't hear what we're not saying. We're not saying don't study the Bible, but we also have environments like the D group for that in-depth Bible Mm, study. If you want to do in-depth exegesis of the book of Philippians and dive into the Greek and Hebrew and do all those things, that's great. And that is a, that is a noble desire as a believer to want to dig deeper in it. But, 
maybe not in the life group environment. Yeah. Because if we're focused on application, if we're focused on being conversational and authentic and word-centered, then it's, it's providing an environment for a lost person or a person who is far from God the, the opportunity to ask the questions that they don't think they can ask. Yeah, no, I think that's so good. And I think as we close with it, it would be that as we're talking about the newcomer, if you think of the person in your neighborhood that doesn't know Jesus, and 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 I think it's easy when we start talking about our discussion, be like, man, I like to have discussion this way. I want to have discussion where I get to dive into the, in, into the Hebrew, the Greek, whatever it may be. But my question is for your neighbor who doesn't know Jesus, is that going to be the best discussion for them? Mm-hmm. And then the question is, if it got there and it was word-centered, it was conversational, it was authentic, it was application-focused, and it was newcomer-friendly, would that person be more inclined to come back and listen? Would it be more inclined? Will they get more from it? And is there something that you can get from it? And then if you want a deeper environment, you have that D group as well. And so hopefully these five elements, again, will make them into a acrostic one day. But until <laughs> <Someday>. then, <laughs> good luck remembering them. And uh, we hope this is helpful for you. As always, check out the in the show notes for more resources to help you in your as a long hollow group leader. And if you are a church leader in our Replicate community, we would love to help you by giving you discipleship resources for your home, group, or church. And just click that in the show notes below. And as always, subscribe if you haven't already, leave a rating and review, and we hope you have a great week. 